You're listening to the Naughty Rude Show podcast, Sin's place for all things sex, health, relationships, and identity. So, so, so scandalous. How you doing? This is the Naughty Rude Show here on Sin Nation. It's Jay and Erin tonight, and we'll be joined by Amaret shortly, which is exciting. Yeah, welcome back. Welcome back to the Naughty Rude Show. Um, we're talking about a few different things tonight. Erin, um, you've got a story that you want to tell me about wrestling. I do. So um, anyone who knows me knows that um, I can't shut up about wrestling for longer than like an hour at a time. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a big part of my life. And I thought I'd bring a little bit of uh, gender perspective uh, to Naughty Rude tonight with wrestling. So I'm going to be talking a little bit about dress and um, different characters and all sorts of things to do with pro wrestling that are a little bit naughty rude. And continuing on the theme of dress, I guess clothes that you put on your body and um, we're also going to talk a little bit about Halloween which has just been and costumes um, and maybe get into some sort of more naughtier uses for costumes such as role playing and things like that in the bedroom. Fun. Um, we're also talking about food. Yeah, we're going to round it out with food. I love food. I um, <laughs> actually, I do too. Not many people know this about me. I, I actually uh, cooked for a living for like three, four years. Um, and that was my first job out of high school, my profession, um, and went to cooking school. And I have noticed as I've gotten older and wiser how many people seem to be interested in using food as part of their sort of sexual experience. And um, so I was interested in digging a little bit into that. We should probably introduce ourselves before we get into it as right, well. Right, right. No one My, cares at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's sad. No. That's okay. My name is Erin. Um, I've been on the show a few times. You might recognise my voice. <laughs> oh. um, I'm 19, I am a cis bisexual girl, and I am in a lovely relationship at the minute, and it's going lovely. Oh. Lovely. It's Congratulations. Lo- it's lovely. I listened to the episode last week. It was fantastic. Oh, yeah. If you didn't catch last week's episode, you can do that at um, Omni iTunes and now Spotify. I listened to it on Spotify on the way here and it was fantastic. It was just Aaron and Paul fucking hanging out. <laughs> just um, doing relationship things. Nice. My name is Jay and my pronouns are they, them, theirs. I'm a white trans non-binary person. Um, uh, what are the other things? I'm in a relationship with two wonderful people um, and shout out to both of them if they listen to this yeah, you guys are great. Oh. Um, and what's the other thing? Oh, I'm bi. Yeah, that's that's an important part of my identity. I'm bi. It is. It yeah. is. Bisexuality is very important to a lot of us. Um, so, yeah, that's us. And we'd love to hear from you. If you're listening at home, you can send a question in to thenaughtyrudeshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask if you do have any questions for us during the night or if you just want to chat. We're here to just chat. Yeah. Just a bit of banter. Hit us up on Twitter at Naughty Rude and uh, banter, on, banter on with us there yeah, as totally. well. We totally. can kind of read. We can read. We can read. Yeah, we're going to throw to a song. We are. This one is number one by GL and you are listening to the Naughty Rude Show here on Sin Nation. All right, we're back on the Naughty Rude Show on Sin Nation. I'm Jay. I'm here with Erin and Amaret, who has just arrived. And ahoy, ahoy. we just heard Cubensis Lensis by Psychedelic Porn Crumpets, That's which them. is a fantastic band name that I'm really excited about. I love them. I love Psychedelic Porn Crumpets. They're fantastic. It's a blagger. And before that, we had number one by GL as well. So you're here on Naughty Rude. Amaret, you've just joined us. Would you like to um, Uh introduce yourself for the lovely listeners who might not... Know you. Be familiar well, with your Well, lovely work. listeners, I'm a lovely lady, <laughs> that is, I say myself. <laughs> and um, I'm 25, single at the moo, and I am bi. And um, I have a lot of fun with that. I went to a unicorns event last night. A unicorns very, event? Ah. Very glittery, very sparkly, very glow sticky. What happens at said unicorns event? 
Well, they have some like acts that they have throughout the night, which are amazing. And then they also have obviously the dancing. They have a glitter station. They have glow sticks. They have body paint. Um, and then they also have like a dance off segment as well as illegal gay marriages, which are my favorite. We got to throw lots of glitter at people. Like, yeah, you're married. Yes, amazing. Illegal gay marriages for the win. Exactly. <laughs> Who needs the government's approval? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Aaron has a story to tell us about wrestling. Speaking of performances. <laughs> Oh, spot on. It's Don't real. You know it's real. It's spot so on. real. Oh, before before we even get into that, let me just shut that one down right away. <laughs> None of that. I will not tolerate it for the next ten minutes. <laughs> this there will life. be no wrestling is fake. None of that. I said it was real. Yeah, but you said it sarcastically, and I'm looking at your smug face right now, and I can see you're thinking otherwise. Nobody can see. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> I can. It hurts me. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I'm talking about wrestling because that's all I ever talk about. But I wanted to talk specifically a little bit about clothing and dress and gender and how those things all kind of play into each other in pro wrestling, given that that's kind of what we're talking a little bit about broadly tonight. So for those who aren't kind of like familiar with the whole principle of pro wrestling, it is fake in the sense that it is like... No, no, no. It's real. (laughs) The outcomes are scripted and predetermined for a lot... How could you say that? For the most part. Oh, God, just let me talk. (laughs) Just let me speak about wrestling. Um, Yeah, so the characters are kind of like preconceived and created and they're thrown into these lifelike situations where they they have to battle to, to come out on top, okay? So it's a total like bullshit wind up, right? But it's a performative thing it's a entertainment it's sports entertainment is what it's who's your favorite falls under this bracket i wasn't even gonna go there i wasn't even gonna talk about that it wasn't even gonna be a mark out moment it was just gonna be a hey this is wrestling and this is an aspect of it that i find very interesting muscular performance art (laughs) well yeah that's what i kind of wanted to bring into it i wanted to break down the idea that wrestling is purely like big juiced up oily muscly dudes you know because that's kind of what we see on TV and that's kind of what we remember if we did watch it as children. That's kind of what a lot of us remember. Oh, yeah. We yeah, all definitely. yeah think of that with the WWE. We think of, like, big mm-hmm. guys on steroids and things, you know. But the aspect of wrestling that um, interests me the most and I think interests a lot of people is, like, the caricatures and the character and the characterization of it. And it goes back to this, the roots of professional wrestling being a performative thing like its origins and its culture exist in circus culture i mean that's where it all began it began in the circus and it was like a moving entertainment act and it was like two guys or yeah namely guys at the time going at it having a fight having a tussle at the circus the strong man and the other strong man yeah generally but there are kind of like different genres in wrestling um there's like the strong guys and then there's like the high flyers but there's also the comedy which is a very popular genre and I think something that really interests me because I went to a show I go to a lot of wrestling shows local shows believe it or not Melbourne has a massive wrestling scene that is just blowing up at the minute and I recommend getting down to your local Melbourne show they're everywhere wow so yeah look into it but I went to a show um And I took my boyfriend down for the first time. It was his first wrestling show. And it was a Lucha Libre show, which is like a Mexican-inspired style. So there was dress-ups, there was masks, and there was, you know, high-flying capes and girls and, you know, pretty girls dressed up, flaunting about, whatever. It was a spectacle. And 
there was this one character who was a cross-dresser. They were a male dressed as a woman, right? And it was the vibe that they were putting out was clearly a comedy vibe. It was like, okay, this is like... Okay, I see your face straight away. You're like, hmm. yeah, that's interesting. So they were dressed up as a as a woman to play to that idea of the power between masculine and feminine. So they were thrown in there with another dude, and the dude basically like killed him, right? So that was the dynamic. So you see that something that's really interesting to me is how that power play can come about in wrestling and how it's explored because they say that you know, like there are these power dynamics in wrestling and it's about conveying a story that is as real to life as possible, you know, so that it is believable. That's kind of what it's all about. So that when you're watching it, you're like, oh, yeah, legitimately, this this guy could obviously beat up this girl because she's, he's physically bigger, you know, kind of thing. So when I was watching that and when my boyfriend and I were watching that, we were just kind of like, oh, that's a bit, that's a bit problematic, isn't it? But, like, one example that I would want to bring into it is this wrestler from... Um, El Paso, Texas, very popular in the UK at the minute, actually, is where I found them at the Lucha Libre School in London, was um, Cassandro. And Cassandro is a cross-dressing wrestler who identifies as gay. And in Mexico, he's a bit of like a, a, you know, like an icon, pretty much. You have this thing in wrestling where it's the Technicos and the Rudos. And the Technicos are the good guys and the Rudos are the bad guys. So the Rudos always kind of like the butt of the joke. Mm. And then that's where Exoticos come into it. They're like the flamboyant, you know, like the queer wrestlers, basically. The, the drag queens. The drag queens of wrestling because wrestling's like an entertainment. It's a performance. Yeah. So you have... Cassandro is an Exotico wrestler. And as a result of that, Cassandro often finds that he's like the butt of the joke in his early career. Because he's the Rudo, he's the bad guy, because he fits outside of that. Like, there's like an otherness to the way that he's constructed his character. Yeah. So then it becomes part of just the bad. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, if you're not good and like fighting for the the everyday up and coming person. Captain America. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Stereotypically, yeah. So i just, yeah, really interested in the work that Cassandra has been doing lately to kind of just divert the, and subvert those kind of ideas that characters that identify outside of the norm should be, like, you know, um, praised because that's kind of what the direction we're heading in with, every, like, everything else that's going on in the world around us. It's like... You Does want- he, like, take a role now that's kind of less the butt of the joke... Mm. More, like more often at this point in his career, or so at the the promotion that they're working at mostly, um, yeah, it's kind of like this. There's like a force of exoticos, and they're kind of like fighting for the good of people. And like drag is this thing in wrestling culture, especially that is just becoming so much more being brought to the forefront in mainstream. There's a lot of characters in like American promotions that are adopting this idea of like drag and playing with ideas of femininity and masculinity and trying to subvert those ideas which I really love. <laughs> it's really great, and I want to see more of it happening all the time. Um, yeah, but then you saw maybe, like, when you went to the show mm. um, the other day in Melbourne, you maybe saw, like, a version of that that was maybe inspired by that or maybe, like, mm. a, a version of that that was less helpful. Because to me, I like, I wasn't there. I didn't see the performance. It yep. just sounds like 
um, a pretty brutal, like, violence against women type scenario. Well, that's what I was going to get its into. Core. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was going to get into. So there's, like, in wrestling, there's a lot of, like, intergender wrestling, which is, like, guys versus girls. And the story for a lot of the time, generally, because it's the most society, like, it's the most believable in society, is that the man would be stronger than the woman. Therefore, the woman has to find other means to overpower the man other than, you know, a punch to the face. Like poison. Yeah. Yeah, or like voodoo or something, which oh. I have seen before. <laughs> it's good fun. I love voodoo, voodoo wrestling. Cool. Yeah. Um, but I think my thing that I wanted to get at was that it like if, this is my thing and it's going to require more than a short radio segment to get to debunk and I'm looking <laughs> to like write some features and stuff on it soon. But like a girl should be able to beat the shit out of a dude in wrestling if she wants to because everyone knows it's fucking fake. Like... <laughs> Ah, right. So you're saying, like, in order to preserve the illusion yes. that it's realistic, that it's realism, basically, yeah. it's uh, it's theatrical realism, yes. the men um, or the masculine sort of characters always win when they're paired with, like, a more feminine character or, like, a character that is either dressed as a woman or is a woman or whatever. Yeah. And you're saying, why are we bothering pres- preserving any of that realism when obviously, like, everyone knows that they're here to see a performance, so yeah. why not bother, like, yeah, why bother trying to preserve this one small thing when there's so many other things that don't get preserved? 100%. Yeah, yeah that's totally how I see it. Um, but I understand there are, like, historical contingents about protecting the legitimacy of the sport and et cetera, et cetera. But, again, to go back to that example of Cassandro, they say, they often say that the best characters are the ones that are just larger-than-life versions of yourself. So... Cassandra is an example of that as a gay man has openly said that Cassandra is his his alter ego is his prime form is is his best version of himself because Aww. he gets to dress up and be the person that he feels he is at his at his most you know true to himself so um it's just it's an interesting concept that has been playing on my mind a lot because you know when I wake up I think about wrestling and when I go to bed I think about wrestling so it's nice to be able to talk about it to people on the radio and then to to have your opinions. That's awesome. <laughs> um, uh, are we? Is this question time? Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Um, I wonder. You said you mentioned this earlier actually, and I think mm-hmm. I have this like image in my head of like the sexy girls that hold up the sign yep. at wrestling. Yeah. What? does that costume play into all of this? Because I feel like it's kind of window dressing, like women's bodies often in multiple forms of like wrestling and MMA and things like that Mm. are kind of window dressing for the show and what's going on. And like, I thought maybe like, not just like the costumes of the people who are wrestling can be like quite um, expressive of their personalities, but I feel like the bikini is always the same. Like, how does that work with gender? and things yeah I totally hard question sorry no no I totally get that um it's it's funny because it comes at an interesting time where there is kind of this surge of women getting into the business and wanting to because they're seeing like a development in this idea of like as we said before at the start wrestling and big men you know it's kind of coming around to a sort of full circle thing where it's inclusive of all the people who it first set out to kind of entertain you know it was kind of about taking the norm and putting them on show mm. um and that includes women you know women kind of come into that and their role was a performative role where they would have to appease the you know the sexualization and like all those other elements that come with being a woman um can confirm being a woman is normal 
yeah. heard it here first. Yeah, heard it here. First. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a real thing. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, yeah like, it seems I get, quite objectifying. And I know. Things yeah, like that. it's yeah. an objectifying thing. Um, and I guess it's it's not even just in wrestling. It's as you said in MMA and in all kinds of well, like m- motor race. I think of and I think of the mm, yeah, you know, the race girls at the side. And um, it is a bit of a token thing, and it's something that I hope kind of goes away. I don't really like it that much. Yeah, but you know, so unnecessary. It is unnecessary, and it's kind of like it's just like. Okay, so I I also love darts, but that's a conversation for a whole other time because, yeah. Darts is in uh, darts the sport? Yeah, darts? the sport darts. Wow. <laughs> I absolutely adore darts with a passion. And they do the similar thing where they have the walk-in and these fat bastards who just spend their time at the pub, you know, <laughs> drinking piss and throwing darts, they come down to this triumphant music and they're serenaded by the cheers of millions and they have these candy like arm candy on, on the side with these like pretty girls yeah I think it's really it's a really interesting thing in sports in general now that you've pointed it out it's not just like fighting sports but like mm. maybe like just the use of women's bodies as window dressing in general is on its way out like I know cheerleading's still huge and is kind of a part of that as well yeah um but yeah I don't know I don't know how I feel about that I'm like maybe that will be one of the first things to go maybe it'll be one of the last things to go but if wrestling is changing to be more like allowing drag in and playing with gender in these different interesting ways yeah maybe we're just going to see more equality in the types of bodies that are sexualized and objectified for sure rather than just abolishing that completely yeah i think that's the place to do it and i think i think honestly it can never be abolished entirely um because i think it's just human nature unfortunately the way we look at each other and we make judgments and pass judgments but if we can broaden our scope to look beyond you know what a stereotypical ring like a, a girl on the side of a steel cage in an MMA fight would look like you know yeah. in a bikini and we can broaden that to and wrestling's the place to do it man like wrestling's just such a wild <laughs> world um it's extremely camp yeah, yeah 100% like it's the best place to kind of just shake things up and go against the grain and turn things on their head all the phrases in the one. I think I've spoken enough about wrestling now um, <laughs> for for the next hour at least. That is the wrestling segment. It'll be back next week. <laughs> the weekly wrestling segment. Um, we're going to go to a song now. This one is Send Nudes by All Day. And just a cheeky language warning on this one as well. Uh, this is Naughty Rude on Sin Nation. You're listening to the Naughty Rude show here on Sin Nation. There was Send Nudes by All Day Up First, and then you had Teenage Riot by Sonic Youth. And, uh, yeah, you're joined with Erin, Emirate, and Jay tonight. Hello. Hello. Hey, we're here. Yes, we are. Yeah, and we're here to answer your Tumblr questions at... TheNaughtyRootsShow.tumblr.com forward slash ask. You can send us in questions anytime. You can send us in one now and we might answer it in an upcoming segment or you can send us on one during the week and we'll all be back here next week to yeah. answer those ones. It's a really it's one of my favourite parts of this process. I think it's everyone's favourite part yeah. of Naughty Root, to be honest. So we love hearing from you. And you can ask us about absolutely anything. And we mean anything. Yep. Anything. And we'll probably answer it. Probably. We, we have a broad range of life experiences that we are excited to share. Yeah. Mm. Well, can't speak for myself. But. <laughs> <laughs> Amaret, are you ready for our first yeah, question? Yeah, cool. I'm just going to like try and 
Yeah, we've... pull them over, get yeah. them up, ready to go. It's a um, this we is the keep back them, end of the preparation. We keep see. them all on cue cards, and then we kind of have to. Um, it's a filing system. We've got a massive cabinet here, and um, we pull them out. It's very old school. It's kind of like vinyl, but we, with questions. <laughs> we only accept our mail here at um, Sims. So. <laughs> only, only an owl. So someone sent an owl in asking us. Um, <clears throat> I'm a girl, and just wondering. What's the difference between being attracted to girls and just admiring them? Is there a difference? Um, Amaret, what do you reckon? I was going to throw to you first, but yeah, I know you're calling me. You're calling me. You're stuck. <laughs> um, yeah, I think there's. I think there's a difference. Mm. Like, uh, I've got friends. Like, I think there's obviously there's a big difference between like oh, I like your skirt to I like you. That's <laughs> a big difference between those two things. Sometimes there isn't an intention, though. Uh, sure. Mm. That's true. I think it's um, it's something difficult that I think even I've struggled with as as I was younger and kind of being like, oh, I mean, like, I'm bisexual. We're all bisexual here. But when I was younger, I was kind of like, oh, girls are all right. You know, girls are pretty and soft sometimes. And, <laughs> you know, and, like, m- me being young and kind of not knowing at the time was like, oh, maybe I'm gay, blah, blah, blah. But I think you can definitely – you can tell when you kind of, like, have that attraction. If it's, not, if it's something – if it's, like, a, an attraction to someone, if it's a sexual or if it's a romantic, whatever it may be, you can – it's the same, it's like butterflies kind of feeling sometimes if it's someone that you're romantically attracted to, I find. Um, and that's kind of, that's what is my my flag, where I kind of get the butterflies for a girl. But I don't know, what do you reckon? I wasn't, I, I don't know, I, I was the same. I was like, oh, I just like admire the female form. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was in the closet for uh, what I see is a really long time, but I guess in the grand scheme of the li- of a life, it wasn't. But I sometimes look at, back on things that I said or did or felt when I was 13 or 14 years old and go, oh, I'm so gay. <laughs> and I didn't realise. <laughs> like, um, but I, I definitely had that um, sort of, I wasn't sure, like 100% sure whether or not I was attracted to women until I had sex with a woman. So mm. I, I think that's normal too. Like it's okay to be questioning that and to be exploring that. And I know people who have done what I did and actually just gone into a sexual situation and come out of it going, oh, I'm not gay. Like, and it's a lot to pin on one person. Like it's, you know, be considerate of whoever, you know, all of your sex partners, but especially if they're like a new experience, their body is maybe a new experience for you. Be respectful of that. But I... Definitely. I was out and identifying as bisexual for about a year and a half, but I always felt really like sort of conflicted and strange about it until I went and uh, did the did the thing and had some queer sex, mm. quote unquote queer sex. Um, <laughs> it's, it's very strange because it's kind of equating like sort of sexuality with genitalia, which is really mm. strange in a lot of ways. But um, yeah, I it, it's OK to not be sure. The difference, um, like I can't really. Yeah, I couldn't really tell the difference. I was like. I continued sort of just questioning myself and being very unsure of myself for a really, really long time. And I guess if you're thinking about it that much, like my rule of thumb is if you're thinking about it that much, there's probably something there. Like if it's something that Mm. keeps coming up in your mind, unless, you know, you're literally being surrounded and inundated with these ideas of 
like <laughs> you have a whole bunch of queer friends who keep telling you that it's not possible that you can be straight, which is problematic. Mm-hmm. Um, but like if it's just apropos of nothing, you just find yourself thinking about the fact that you might be attracted to girls or you know queer or bisexual or whatever. If you find yourself that coming up over and over again for you, there's probably something there that you can grab onto. Like it, the fact in itself that it's coming up for you is a Probably a sign. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I might go back to what you said when you you mentioned sex. And for me, uh, this is a bit of like personal insight to my whole journey and everything. But I remember I was on the show like early this year and I was questioning. I was in a position where I was questioning. I was with two other bisexual, one lesbian girl and one bisexual girl. And that a similar question came up um, and they were like, "What, what did I say? I was like, oh, you know. I'm not sure, kind of in the same situation as if I felt as if I'd even asked that question. They're like, you don't have to have had sex, essentially, to know. And I think that's a... Well, that was kind of the moment for me where I was like, oh, okay, because I'm, you know, I haven't had sex with a girl and I'm yet to, but it's definitely something that I wouldn't rule out. Yeah. And at the time, it wasn't something I would have ruled out. I'm in the exact same thing. And I've had friends who um, were both uh, both lesbians and, you know, very loving, committed relationship, and they got illegally married. It was all really (laughs) fun and exciting. Woo, illegal marriages. Illegal marriage again. Yeah. And um, they, so she was my friend, and then I met her partner, and we all became friends. Yeah. And um, she actually, her partner had not had sex with anyone until she met her yeah, and right. had been out o- openly a lesbian for like eight years. Yeah, right. But had never had, had Oh, sex absolutely. With I didn't so mean it's, to it's imply. Totally, no, 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 yeah. no. Not at all. It's but just I just something. I just think it's it's important is if you if you feel like you're questioning and you're unsure, go with your gut and mm. don't always second guess yourself because even if if you, even if you come out and you say, you know what, I think I will identify as this or whatever, if it's not quite right no one's gonna hate you for it yeah for sure no one's gonna say oh you know how dare you've misled us all la, 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 la. you lied about being gay yeah mm. it's no. totally what you're comfortable with it's the same as labels and again like full circle here it's the same with a crush it's if you think you've got a crush on someone then you know go ham go go full out <laughs> on that crush <laughs> i had the exact same thing with with my best friend when i was in high school oh yeah and it was that it was that that moment that i was like oh I actually really want to have sex with her. And I was like, I'm <laughs> definitely, definitely not straight. Yeah. Definitely not that. It's funny. And it still took me, like, quite a few years. And I, st- I still remember the moment that she found out mm. that I was like, oh, you're hot. It was like, of course, back mm. in high school you play Never Have I Ever. And it was like, never have I ever thought of having sex with someone here. And I, they yeah, were like, yeah. who, who are you? Have, who did you want to have sex with? I'm like, never Have I Ever is the devil. Um, <laughs> I, I also so had a, a crush on my best friend in year 10 but didn't realize that it was like yeah I I basically didn't realize that it was a crush until much later so (laughs) until it had kind of gone away and we'd grown apart and stuff but yeah there was some stuff that I was definitely like doing and thinking that I wasn't acknowledging and so yeah yeah, it's really important to validate yourself like I kind Mm. of wish I'd just been more comfortable sooner as well Mm. without having to just like have an action attached to everything and yeah, high school crushes are oh, awkward. So high school, fun. am I right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> my commiserations to anyone who is currently in high school and yeah, listening to this. You. You're yeah. almost there. Solidarity. Yeah, yeah, but that's the thing as well. Like you're almost there, and then you're like, oh, I've got to pay bills. <laughs> Honestly, right. I prefer bills to grades and yeah, yeah. and bullies. <laughs> yeah, <fair laughs> let's do one more question before we head to another song. I think. Yeah, totally. Um, 
What can I do if I see one of my closest friends in an unhappy relationship? Talk. Yeah. Talk to them. Pull them aside. Let them know how you're thinking. Don't be a dick about it. But yeah. just don't you know, be like, hey, friend, um, your significant other is a complete a hole. Like that's not that's gonna not going to be helpful for anyone. Good. Yeah, <laughs> going to be yeah. like, well, f you, goodbye. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. the same thing as I, I would treat that as any other conflict with someone. You'd kind of you don't want to put the onus on them for one. You don't want to blame them for you know being in a shitty relationship if that's how you view it because they mm. might view it differently exactly. from you. Imagine that we all have different perspectives. But I, I would probably do it in a bit of a compliment sandwich kind of. Mm. situation can i agree with you but can i say also be really specific oh yeah like be really specific don't be like oh you know your partner i know you love them and i just like a bad vibe and like don't do that be like hey they said this thing to you the other day and i believe that that is symbolic of this thing and i think this thing is unacceptable and no one should treat you that way like whatever's going on like whatever you don't like about them if you're sure it's not like just you being a prick and personally just disliking things about them. Mm. If there's behaviors that you're noticing that is making like your friend unhappy, whether or not those behaviors are like dangerous, like even if it's just like, I can see that they criticize you a lot and I don't think that that's okay. Like name the thing that is making them unhappy. Like your relationship is unhappy and I'm your friend and I want to support you. And I think it's because of this, 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 and they might reject that and they might be like, Oh, it's not like that, but at least you've been specific and you've named behaviors and then yeah. maybe they reject it straight away and they go, oh, no. And But then they go home and then that thing happens and they're like, oh, blah, blah, warned me about this, you mm. know, like, and, and it's out there, you know, it's and and name it as your opinion, like label it as like, oh, this is this may or may not be true. Like, this is just the way that I feel. But it's really this is the thing that I'm worried about. Be specific. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I had um I had a friend the exact same thing happened to her. She still in that relationship, but we were sort of like oh, we're really like her sort of three close friends were all like and me were like, listen, we're really worried about you because it's all a bit sus and this is relatively new. She hadn't dated before, so she was and um, she was just like, oh, I, isn't this how it's supposed to be? And we were like, well, no, not really. And there was some really he was very he is very queer phobic very homophobic racist and she is the complete opposite yeah right and he is what i don't know why people say it but traditional i hate that that conservative is referenced as yeah exactly you're conservative you're not traditional (laughs) and um she's she's not and so we were like you know this this is really hard for us because obviously one day I might meet him and I am bisexual and he knows that fact and I don't want that to colour his thoughts of me and I was like and I I don't want it to change who you are as a person either and I was extremely specific about the different things that I was worried about when I was talking to her and she's like yeah no I totally agree and she actually went away and had a conversation with him and that whole conversation actually changed some of his perspectives as well. But her other friend took the route of, that's not good enough, you know, he's an asshole. he's this, he's that, he doesn't deserve you, X, Y, Z, and I don't like him. 
and she couldn't take it. She was like, I can't take every single time I see you, you bringing up that you don't like him and that you don't trust him or whatever. I'm in this relationship and I'm working through this relationship and that's not supportive. And they're not friends anymore and they don't talk yeah. because of that major difference. And if you want to preserve your friendship, you need to go about it the right way because just attacking your friend and making it all about how it's their fault there with that person or those mm. sorts of things is yeah. not helpful. Sometimes it does also help to hear, I think he's an asshole. But Uh, yeah, yeah, if it's attacking her decisions, it's a little sketchy. Mm, mm. Um, Was your friend also queer or? No, she's she's straight arrow and he's Mm. straight arrow. Um, And she just, she's like studying social work and she's. um, Yeah, right. She has a lot of friends who are like disabled, who are queer, who, you know. gender diverse all that sort of stuff and so it was a bit of a surprise to us all when she started dating him and then when we sort of she kept saying oh and he says this and he says that and, la, la, and this happened the other day and it's like yeah. I don't know what you want me to think about him but he's and a dick yeah and that's like an emotional <laughs> toll on your friends as well if yeah. you're with someone who's actively thank god she doesn't do that just <sighs> yeah no i asked that because i thought there was like this thing with the question before as well there's this kind of idea of compulsory heterosexuality mm. where like i've as a bi person i've been in relationships with people who are like have kind of minimized and like ignored the fact that i am a queer person mm. and it's been a really interesting thing so i thought that was like maybe some of that was coming through there where it was like she's almost too aware mm. like she'll say something and she'll be like oh wait no is that oh. upset you? she'll call me like two hours later Duh, i just think i just worried about that i'm thing just panicking I'm that like, i've been problematic what thing that you said <laughs> and she was like oh this and i'm like oh mate i forgot like what? You're I, right. I don't, no, yeah. don't care. No, nothing. Yeah. Nothing. It's like, it would be like the minor, minute detail. Yeah, right. But like, she's, we've made out. Like, she's my best friend. We've made out for, and she's like, I want to know what it's like to kiss a woman. I'm like, well, okay. And usually, you know, when she's drunk. <laughs> Do then, straight people even yeah. exist? Honestly. Yeah. I like to think we all live on a spectrum. Yeah. yeah. We're yeah. all capable of many things, infinite possibilities. Uh, well, exciting. fantastic chat. Are we going to throw forward to a song now? We are. Indeed, fantastic. we are. If you do have any questions for us during the show or at any time, you can send them into the Naughty Rude Show forward slash ask. And if you just have a comment or some banter, you can get us on Twitter at Naughty Rude. This is a fantastic song by The Specials. One of my favourite bands of all time. Friday night, Saturday morning. It's a it's a it romp. It's not Friday night or Saturday morning. It's but not- This song is acceptable at all times, I believe. Yes. (laughs) This is Naughty Rude on Sin Nation. All right, welcome back to the Naughty Rude Show on Sin Nation. We just heard 1251 by... The Strokes. The Strokes. And before that, we had the specials Friday night, Saturday morning, which... Again, it is neither of those things. It's Sunday night, but and fond it's, memories. It's not 12.51 either. Nah, it's okay. We've got all of the times and all of the places. If you're listening to the podcast, hopefully you just got like an 11.11 moment. Oh, wouldn't that be lovely? Yeah. Which you can check out on Spotify now. Yeah, I'm on so Spotify excited. Now. Yeah. It's really great. You can catch the podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Omni, and the Sim website at sin.org.au. So we're yeah. everywhere. Naughty Root is everywhere now, which yeah. is excellent. I'm Jay. This is Erin. This is Amaret. 
Hello. Hello. <laughs> I was like doing your voice. And we're talking about <laughs> Halloween just passed. Yeah, Halloween just passed. Halloween just passed. It did just pass. I yeah. feel like it is Halloween. Nothing it, happened. It was in a long my Halloween. Area. Absolutely nothing. I got one knock on the door. I oh, saw I groups five, of. But I put a sign out with some lanterns. So. Oh. I went somewhere else, but I saw. I didn't know what day people were going to do it on because there were so many kind of. There was a weekend, and then there was Halloween, and then there was another weekend, and people are still having parties. And I was like, when are people going to go trick or treating? And then on. The weekend before, I saw there was, like, actual groups of kids walking up and down mm. my street, like in the movies, and I was like, wild. You know? <laughs> what concept? <laughs> no, um, yeah. Australia doesn't do Halloween. Halloween's not a thing here. No, the people in my suburb did, though. They do it, but not, yeah. you know. Apparently it's getting it. bigger and bigger and bigger. I spoke to, um, I have, like, a little lolly bag with me this evening because I spoke to a family friend. Munching on some and lollies had, as we speak. They had all these leftover little lolly bags that they'd made up for Halloween. I'm like, ah. Oh. So you didn't get that many people? Like, no, we got like a thousand kids. I'm like, what the fuck? Uh-huh. An actual thousand of children. That's a lot. That's a lot of lolly bags. Mm. And Halloween, every year Halloween comes around and so does the spooky monster of slut shaming. Um, <laughs> honestly, I, um, am I allowed to say that? 100%. Yeah. Okay, slut shaming is bad and it's, it, you know, you may not like the word, it's not a great concept either. Um, basically for those of you who are unfamiliar with it it's um, sort of language and behaviour that is almost entirely directed at women um, and their sexual agency and the ways that they express that and um, it's the kind of like stereotype of um, people dressing up as playboy bunnies and other sexy animals for Halloween and how that is dumb or ridiculous in some way when it's actually a perfectly healthy and nice way to express your sexuality and I think everyone should be allowed to do it. Anyway, that's enough of me being a male feminist. Um, (laughs) No, I agree with you 100%. It should be allowed and you should feel every right to be able to do that. Um, But I will also add that you shouldn't feel pressured to do that sort of thing either. If you are that person who likes to just wear a potato sack for Halloween. Wear a potato sack. That's me all the way. 100%. That's me. Hand in the air. Yeah. But Every year, I feel like someone publishes a, a think piece saying, oh, this is absolutely unacceptable, the way that young people... And it's usually a little bit histrionic, but there was a really interesting one this year where it was an article um, that came up on my feed that was a, about a US mum named Car- Carrie Riley. Yeah, Riley. Yeah, and um, she was really upset with because um, she'd been shopping with her daughters who were like 10 and 12 or something, mm. and she couldn't really find any Halloween costumes that weren't sexy for them. And I was like, oh, well, that's a really interesting dimension to it. Yeah, the quotes here, she says, Riley said she worries about what kind of messages such costumes send to kids. I almost thought maybe I should shield my kids' eyes when they were looking at the pictures, Riley said. Almost all the women costumes came with either a bustier or fishnet stockings. Mm. My only choice are a nurse's costume called Hospital Honey or a French maid costume called Sassy Maid. The final straw, she said, were the sexy Ronald McDonald goldfish and pizza costumes. I thought, wow, this is really messed up. I mean, sexy pizza. What site was she on? I think she was at a physical store in the US. But um, there is Yandy.com as one of the biggest sort of purveyors of this kind of content where you can buy sexy literally anything. It's not just a Halloween store, but it is a costume place and you can get that sexy. They had a, um, remember Pizza Rat was kind of a a big thing. It was like a big viral video slash meme story and um, they had a sexy Pizza Rat costume for a while. They just designed them and knocked them out in like a week and it's, yeah. But anyway, it's a huge industry. I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) Okay. Sorry, I've gone too obscure with it. Back to the (laughs) idea of sexualizing children. 
Yeah, that's something we all love talking about, right? Oh. No, but it's massive and it's not even just um, a Halloween thing, but it's a total social media and um, commercial media thing. I mean, Kardashians, I'm going to just put the, the onus on them here. Um, I have a 13-year-old sister who is, um, you know, madly into following celebrities and other f- female figures that she might look up to on Instagram. And there are a lot of messages that do get conveyed. And thankfully, she's she's quite bright um, and she is able to kind of, you know, pick the right from the wrong and but yeah um you do wonder sometimes how those sorts of messages are coming through i mean i've always been a massive um music video enthusiast as and um you kind of see that evolution in how music video culture changes with how like design and set design and costuming and things like that women look very different now in pop music videos than they did and there's absolutely, yeah, there's no real right and wrong if you're an adult consuming this kind of content. For like, sure, I'm a huge fan of Cardi B and, like, yeah. her content I love on. Cardi in, B. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And on, you know, Instagram and stuff when she posts stuff and she's like, ah, oh, who never gets cold and, like, that kind of thing. But if you're, like, 12 or 13. Well, my 13 year old sister loves Cardi B as well. Yeah, that, yeah, I can see where it starts to get, like, pretty problematic, especially, like, around Halloween time if like all of the people in Mean Girls all of the actors in Mean Girls are playing 16 year olds they're all adults in that movie like that kind of thing it's just like but if you're 12 and you're thinking oh that's how I'm gonna Mm. you know like that's how I should present myself because Uh, gender yeah Yeah. yeah, Mean Girls I think Mean Girls is that um, it makes that commentary on the pressures that I was alluding to earlier in school Mm. to, to look a certain way to dress a certain way at those times of year and etc. Yeah, like even if you're not feeling it constantly all of the time, there are these kind of bigger events that come up where it's like well, we're all wearing this, so why don't you as well? And it's just like, I don't know if that works for everyone. Yeah. You know, like, I don't, I don't know, like at what age is that appropriate? At what age is that someone's choice? It's really interesting in like the broader scope of just pop pop culture as well. It's as I was alluding to before with music videos and things, but it's just this whole like down to social media. A lot of it, this transition in culture where we have to like. But I think we have, just have to be more aware. And if you are in the proximity of young people, say for example, you've got siblings like myself, it's just about having that conversation. If anything, I'd say to my sister, you know, she loves makeup. She absolutely loves doing her makeup, but she doesn't wear it outside of the house. And I'm like good good on you she sits at home and she, she watches the makeup tutorials and she does up her, her Kylie Jenner lips and all and she's starting to get into like she did this Halloween mask at, um, on Halloween the other night and it was like a half skull thing and then she had like half glitter and like big lips and that's it was, awesome it was amazing it was absolutely fantastic and I'm like Go ham, you know. I couldn't do anything. No, I, I was, was hopeless. I don't think I could use I was a crayon. Like, foundation that doesn't match my face. <laughs> I still doesn't match my face. But it's a generational thing. It's because when we were growing up, we didn't have like YouTube makeup yeah. tutorials to look at. We I still like, oh, do I'm still terrible. So. We are so old. Us <laughs> <laughs> old folks. Yeah. I still um, remember being like 13 and having a teacher come up to a friend of mine who had really bad acne. So it was extremely obvious that she was wearing foundation. And she'd borrowed my foundation, which I was wearing because it was photo day. Best photo I ever got (laughs) through photo day. And um, I had my makeup on and I'd even like fix my eyebrows a little bit and I had my, like did my hair nice. And she puts on a little bit of foundation and teach comes up to her and she's like, don't you think you're a little young for that? (laughs) And she was freaked out and went and washed her face off immediately. Yeah, Like that's how... It's like, yeah, that weird. Put a bit of foundation on makeup day, like on photo day. Like, 
found me a farm lady. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's actually interesting too. Yeah, like I, I guess it's a really hard subject to talk about because it's like, yeah, there is that weird passive-aggressive policing of yeah. younger girls and things like when they start exploring that stuff and it's like, oh, too soon, too soon, too soon. But like it's like I, some of it is too soon. Like maybe it is like if you're... 12 years old like you shouldn't feel social pressure or you mm. shouldn't you should have more options than sexy nurse at a yeah. costume store yeah, that's it. on Halloween yeah. like there should just be like options mm. that are not that Wonder Woman I guess she doesn't even wear much like Wonder she doesn't Wo- but she has good morals so yeah. <laughs> I'll leave it at that yeah <laughs> definitely Cool. So, are we? Do you have any more stories to tell about Halloween? Well, I know we were talking about in the break. Um, so, we I have some problematic old friends from uh, school that I don't talk to anymore. And uh, anyway, we were talking in the break. I was saying a little story about a couple of my friends, which I think rings true about that whole slut shaming um, mm. experience. They were what seventeen, eighteen. So it's not like they were young and they didn't understand. Um, but they had gone out on Halloween night for a party, like, and doing some like trick or treating and stuff. At seventeen, as you do. Yeah. And um, they were walking behind a chick in a like Playboy bunny type outfit, and one of my friends turned to my other friend and was like, "Is she a prostitute?" Very loudly. Hmm. And the girl obviously turned around, and told her to go f herself, and how dare she say that? And no, she was going to a party, and she was just dressed up. And even at that age, that idea of someone dressing like that is—it's in inappropriate and it's slutty and it's this and that. So she must be selling herself. And that I that that sort of whole—it's it's it's sort of it's it's either one or the other. Like it's yep. you're either yeah. super hot and you're super sexy, or you are a slut and you're disgusting and you probably. Or both. You can be both. Can be both. Yeah. yeah. Um, were your friends girls? Yes. Wow. Girls, yeah. yeah. And yeah, it's really sad when that kind of thing happens. And I've definitely been guilty of it in the past. And the way that you're kind of yeah brought up to police other people and simultaneously participate in sexualizing and objectifying yourself. Yeah. And, and like your, par- your parents as well. Like I remember being told by my mum that my top was too low and that people were perving on me. And I was like, Yeah, same. Like, yeah, I'm wearing what I'm comfortable in. Yeah, exactly. Wear what you're comfortable in. Um, and some another- of it for me was like, oh, mum, I want people to perv on me. Don't yeah. you get it? Like- I want to feel hot. <laughs> yeah. Another thing you mentioned before, Amara, it was like, um, I feel like what you wear shouldn't be indicative of how you're treated by yeah. other people. I, if you wear that slutty nurse costume, it doesn't give people the right to have their way with you. You know, that's yeah. totally stupid i don't know how to articulate that and i don't understand that people can't quite grasp that that a girl can wear whatever she wants and she's not asking for it the length of her skirt doesn't indicate that you know she's up for for a good time with you you know like no sorry but get fucked or even to be said dumb shit to in the street and or judged and or whatever like it's just like not even about behavior it's like whatever voice you have in your brain that's telling you this person deserves to be treated as less like that voice is going to inform whatever comes out of your mouth and and shut that off how low that bar is as well like i literally last year i was walking down the street i had a dress on because it was fucking hot December and I was dying and I was eating a banana I was in the suburbs I was away from main streets and I had fucking converse on and I looked like I was gonna kill someone and I was eating a banana so of course I got two dead 
and yelled at. Yeah, well. Yeah. And it's like, this isn't even anything remotely what you would be tooting at. I remember I had my midriff showing as well earlier this year. And I got tuned for that. I was like, yeah. I'm wearing jeans and boots and, like, a jacket and everything, but I've got, like, this little strip of skin showing, so... Last year on Halloween, it was super hot, and I had my belly out. I had a midriff top. I dressed as slutty Ken Bone last year on Halloween. (laughs) Um, So I had a fake mustache on, a shaved head, big thick glasses. Like I, yeah, like I had a, a, it matched my shaved head, the mustache and stuff. And I was walking just like through the train station, and people were trying to stop me and say stuff to me, and like guys were trying to talk to me, and I'm like, fucking leave me alone. Like it's like I've got, I've literally got a mustache on, like, like (laughs) with the glasses. Glasses as well. I looked like yeah. Groucho Marx or like I was going for Ken Bone, <laughs> but it was like almost like the silly nose glasses. And I was like, go away. Like, yeah. I'm clearly not here to be attractive to you. <laughs> like, it's I'm making a joke. Yeah, yeah. Take home message. Yeah. Just chill out. Leave, leave <laughs> women alone. That. Leave us alone. Yeah. This is a great song. I love this song so much. It is by Schoolboy Q and it is called Collard Greens. We'll be right back on the Naughty Rude Show. Welcome back to the Naughty Rude Show here on Sin Nation. First up was Coloured Greens by Schoolboy Q, and after that was just a song about ping pong by Operator Please. What an anthem. Just a song about ping pong. It's just a song about ping pong. That's all it is. And now we're going to be answering some of your questions on the tumblers. So if you've got any for us, send them into the naughtyrudeshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask. We love hearing your questions. We love them. We do love them. We do love them. We love them. The first question that we have here. I want my girlfriend to shave and I don't want to. What should I do? <laughs> I, like, <laughs> you want your girlfriend to shave, but she doesn't want to. I want I my girlfriend to shave, but yeah, she doesn't yeah. want to. Yeah, is what I think they mean. Yeah, okay. Genuine typos. Um, mm, back off. Yeah. Yeah. Just <laughs> show him the door. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Leave, leave her alone. She, like, even, like, what do you want her to shave? You haven't been specific, like, her face, if- her legs. <laughs> like, on it, let's, let's just head. assume, let's assume yeah. it's a, a sexual private la- ladies thing. Areas. So private ladies or maybe even legs. I think, I think a lot of people forget. Uh, I, I think a lot of men forget. And I think a lot of young women assume that it's the norm and therefore they need to do it and they forget that it, you have a very delicate ecosystem down below that mm. needs your hair to exist mm. for certain purposes. I mean, I shaved my genitals for years and yeah, I didn't same. die and <laughs> nothing bad happened. Mm. Um, but I just, it's very hard to do. And I actually noticed I shaved my face for the first time yesterday, guys. It was very exciting. Um, because someone commented that I was starting to grow a little bit of a, of a mo and, um, (laughs) and it wasn't something I worried about before, but it is actually like getting thicker and darker. Um, so I shaved my face and it was exciting and I recommend it to everyone because your hair won't grow back worse. It's, that's just not a thing that happens. But I, I compared that experience to, yeah, shaving my legs for a really long time. And I'm like, oh wow. Like it was nice to not do it for someone else for the first time like I was just doing it for me and it just felt really nice and self-affirming and you know I think I shaved my legs for a really long time for other people and then I thought when I when I grew them out that people were going to react really negatively Mm. and 
it, no one said anything to me about it. It's been amazing. I think we're in a really great time now for body hair. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're in a really, a really good progressive time. group of friends. Yeah. I think the only comment I've ever had was like, oh, it's nice to have something a little different. I'm not used to that. On your hairy on legs hair, or on downstairs? My hairy vagina, yeah. Mm. My vulva, I should say. Take yeah. I think it's, it's one of those things where, I mean, there's other way. If you are looking to remove hair and if it's for your own personal purposes, then by all means do. Just be safe. And, you know, do it in a way that isn't going to harm you. There's lots of alternatives to shaving as well. If, sh- yeah. if it's shaving that um, is not something that you're down for. Because a, a lot of people get irritations and rashes Yeah, well, I get it bad. Rashes. I get yeah. really bad, like, shave rashes. Th- that's why I, I don't, I just, I, I can't do, keep doing this. Yeah. And I wax now. Yeah. Um, and it's like, that's it. And I still, I still get. With when I get it growing back, ingrown hairs get, and stuff. No, not so much ingrown okay. hairs, but yeah. I get like that little lumpy rash. Yeah, because it's, it's irritating. Yeah, it's all yeah. yeah. I um, think it's yeah, it's kind of your body like responding to the trauma because that's what it is. Your hair yeah. being pulled out of your and, skin, and and you you also you take off quite a few of your layers of skin whenever yeah. you shave as well. And if you shave, if you literally get a, like not even a centimeter of hair back and you shave again. Oh, you're in for some trouble. <laughs> That's really not fun. Yeah, don't put yourself through that for your partner. I guess. I yeah. The asker, like, as a partner, your responsibility is to just kind of respect your girlfriend's bodily autonomy and support her. And unless there's some kind of like hygiene issue in play, and don't make one up now, just because I've said that. Um, <laughs> unless there's some kind of like actually like you're not taking care of yourself kind of thing happening. If it's, like, if she's keeping herself clean and healthy, don't complain about things yeah. like that. Like, that's not a sort of pressure that I would want to feel from a partner. I, I might suggest as well that, um, that you get yourself waxed and you see how that feels. Ooh, snaps. <laughs> and then... But what if us. they're, like... I don't, I don't know that Asuka's, like, their gender isn't relevant, but what if they're, like, I have... Now what? I I hold myself to an impossibly no. high standard and I expect her to meet me on this mountaintop. Not fair. I get every single That's body nice. hair plucked out and shaved regularly every single day I pay attention. I don't have eyebrows. Like, what if, <laughs> what if they come at you and they're like, that is the standard that I expect. Go date someone like yeah. that. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, have fun have nice trying to find that person. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I have friends who are extremely... Like they they hold themselves well maintained. I like to think I'm well maintained, even though I'm not like I must have every hair of my body removed. Mm. Like they, I have friends who are literally like that, and they get laser all over their body. Yeah, because I used to get laser. They can't deal with their hair. I used to get laser when it was first becoming a thing, and it was excruciatingly painful. My mother paid for me to go get my laser done because I played a lot of um, junior netball so I was constantly in mini skirts and had my armpits so I had to go get my armpits done with the laser and it was absolutely traumatic and it has done shit all in the long run because it was awful when it was still not a thing it's a lot cheaper now and it's a lot more refined and safer to use in a lot of clinics Um, but still my friend got burns all over her body the last time she got laser all these little like Third degree burns or that first degree. Horrific. Whichever one is the not so bad one. <laughs> all third, these little burns. Third. Yeah. Yeah. And um yeah, she she got all of these little patches all over herself where this woman did not know how to use a laser. Somehow mm. had managed to get accreditation to use that laser and then burn her. Mm, so no you good. can still run into issues. So definitely 
consult and and sure. know what you want yeah done beauty standards are generally body horror so don't mm. require someone that you're dating to go through that on your behalf and especially to pay for it as well if they're not going to shave because like they can't or they don't want to it can be really expensive laser is super expensive mm. waxing is super expensive but it's not cheap and yeah. maybe 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 she would agree if a, you waxed yourself, and B, you paid for it because you're the one who wants it. Mm. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, you're not you're not willing to put your hand in your pocket? <laughs> oh, no. Dipping your hand in the jar? I hadn't thought of that. Poor no. thing. Mm. Oh, dear. Here's another question we have in. Any tips for initiating sex with your partner when things are a bit stale? I'm pretty shit at this. I kind of just poke them and go, hey... Let's, do you want to have sex? Hi. Would you like to have some sex with me? Get a sexy Halloween costume. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Try something new. If it's Dress stale, up. then you're probably doing the same old thing all yeah, the time. Yeah, just some so vanilla sex. Yeah. Try something different. If they've got something that, that you've... like, I know a lot of partners, I've never had to do with this, thank God. But they like to talk about what they're into. I'm a very awkward person, so I'm like, <laughs> things. But... If they've been open and honest with you and they're like, oh, this thing really turns me on and you haven't done it yet but you're not you're not 100% sure if you would be into it, do the thing. Yeah. That's going to go. go, way. hello there. Because yeah. you can all go back. Like, if you have a shitty time, you can always just t- go back on it. Yeah. And- if it doesn't work, it doesn't work and on to the next thing. Yeah, right? exactly. I have a question. That, like, I, I feel like this is more like things are a bit stale. Like, we, we have kind of a routine down pat, but it's just um, initiating that is hard. So would you say, like, maybe feeling uninspired, Amaret? Yeah. Uh, uh, well, not necessarily. I think routine can be really good because if – especially if you've got, like, if you're having routine sex and you're like, yes, I enjoy having sex so many times a week and I want to keep that up and everything but if you've had that routine for so long and now you're falling out of that routine because it is stale and it is not your cup of tea anymore spicing things up isn't going to ruin anything yeah it'll just enhance what you have done previously yeah I guess I think there's Asuka was specifically getting at like initiating though like not even like the sex itself it's like how do you like even get past the barrier of inspiring your partner to have sex with you if it's been routine and boring and true. Yeah. Again. Costumes. (laughs) Always costumes. No, um, I think... Wrestling costumes. Wrestling... Oh, God. (laughs) Paul, if you're listening. um. (laughs) No, so I think... This is tricky sometimes because if you are very awkward, it can be a difficult conversation mm. to initiate. Um, perhaps it is a matter of adopting a persona or, or like a sexy time persona. So it's not like you even like a sexy text. Like yeah, I'm in my room. Yeah, right now, no clothes on. Do a flirt. Strawberry. Have a flirt. You know, go back to the old days. Yeah. All <laughs> yeah. the new days, if it's never been like that. Send if you're like Aaron exactly. and just started on the premise of, hey, what you doing? Yeah. yeah. If it's already like, hey, um, let's have some sex and it's just a fresh relationship, you know, who knows? It could be a good one. Just keep writing it out. Yeah. I think um, if, if it is kind of something that's concerning you as well, you can always just have that conversation aside from the sexy time yeah like well. in a separate context just be like well, hey yeah. are you bored of me what you want to do yeah what yeah. you want to do like <laughs> yeah. what are you doing send that what you're doing text not yeah. the how you're doing text though the, the, no the wyd though it's what always you do. wyd or the, you no. up how you doing 
<laughs> Senor, it doesn't matter if you live with your partner. It doesn't matter if you've been married for 25 years. Just send them a you up. I dare you. Do it. See what, what kind of I response you I saw a video and she was like, the, th- the thought text, what are you doing? Are you up? And I'm like, oh, God, that's awful. But yeah, true. Yeah. You I, up is like... No one can do that to me because I put my phone on airplane mode when I go to sleep. <laughs> Oh, I will never be awake but for you. A you up is good only if you are actually up. If you yeah, wake up in the morning like, and you see not. a you up, you just get to feel superior to that person because yeah. they were drunk and you weren't. <laughs> oh, that's a good feeling, that one. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I think we should go to a song now. Definitely. And uh, this one's uh, Sex and Candy by Marcy Playground. Just a jam. You're listening to Naughty Rude on Sin Nation. You're back on the Naughty Rude show here on Sin Nation. Um, that song was Chocolate, Raspberry, Lemon and Lime by Muscles. And before that was Sex and Candy by... I can't pronounce it. Is it Marcy? Marcy I think Playground? it's Marcy Playground. Marcy Playground. That Muscle song is amazing. I have not heard that song for a really long time. And that was a throwback I for some reason. I was surprised that you let me put it on the show today. Thank you very much. Have I ever turned down a song request <laughs> ever? I don't know. <laughs> you can. You are the only one who can answer this Girl, question. Angry reacts. Uh, what are we talking about now, Jay? Sex and food. This is exciting. Um, sex, food, together, not separately. Maybe separately later, but like at the moment, I'm really interested in the intersection um, between <laughs> the food, food having, and sex having. I think it's really. I, I think food is really important. You've got like wedding cakes and like dinner dates, and like there's all these ways in which our romantic and sexual like lives are very intertwined with food and I think food in general like working with food for me was very romantic in a lot of ways oh you can romanticize that but like yeah you see people come into restaurants and like bond or hook up or whatever Mm. and it's a it's a wonderful thing um eating is a very ritualistic thing as well in society and in culture as well as you said weddings and you know other social events people gather around a, a plate of food and at uh, dinner time talk and eat but when do we bring eating into the bedroom in my opinion probably don't. most nights for me um <laughs> i ate a pizza in bed last night yeah <laughs> I was, that's what i was alluding to and yeah. i was hoping someone would pick that one up i'm, oh, glad, I'm glad you did amaret yeah. um we found on, this on <laughs> we found this article here on men's health God bless them. God bless men's health. <laughs> Detailing a bunch of ways that you can incorporate food into your sex life. They try. <laughs> Calling you out, men's health. Okay, but we're going to go through some of the suggestions and then proceed to explain why they're probably not the best, I guess. In- I mean, some of them some, <laughs> some of them sound yeah. passable. Like strawberries and whipped cream, I think, is the classic. And that's they open the article going, you know what? That's the staple. Let's get weirder. Let's get naughtier and ruder with this food. <laughs> and um, and I'm all about it. So the first one is mangoes. Mango. It's coming into mango season. This tropical fruit has an intoxicating aroma that can perfume food play for play. Ah. <sighs> Just the puns. I know, that was a bit much. I had to absorb that. The fruit is sweet, but not overwhelmingly so, which allows the two of you to feed each other repeated bites. Want to make things even spicier? Try them prepared with a squirt of lime juice and fiery cayenne pepper. Oh... No. That reminds no, me, I'm, I'm getting awful flashbacks to, like, um, suicide shots, you know, like where you put the... <laughs> The lime in your eye, and oh. then you put tequila in your eye. That's oh. what I'm thinking when I hear that. Put Tabasco sauce up your nose, or yeah. whatever. Oh, yeah, look, don't ever 
You know that thing where if you cut a chili and then rub your eyes? Oh, that's exactly what happens if you put cayenne pepper, chili, or any other capsicane-based item near your genitals. Do not put cayenne pepper on a mango and put it anywhere in no don't involve that in sex. Yeah. Like the lime juice you might be all right with unless you've got a cut somewhere, but the the yeah. chili, the but cayenne the pepper. Is, you're going to you're going to eat it and then you might get really hot and saucy. Or you, you might put your mouth somewhere that it should be on fire yeah. and then yeah. it's just going to shut that down. Mm. Be really careful with chili. Don't put it in your bedroom or anywhere that you choose to have sex. Yeah. There Park. are other ways to get spicy other than chili. Yeah. yeah. Let's just say that. Oh, God. Also, mangoes are really... Am I the only thing that's a terrible fruit to choose? Very like, sticky. Yeah, it's, it's so it's sticky like and messy. slimy and, like, over. if it's overripe, mushy and... I had an incredibly strong. ripe mango for breakfast today. I, I couldn't even hold the thing. I had to put it in the blender, so I can't imagine anyone trying to use that fucker in bed. That's exactly how I like to be in bed, is sticky and spicy all of the time. <laughs> No. Just wrapped in mangoes. Yeah, just covered in, in peeled mangoes, just sliding around. <laughs> it's the ideal. It's the best sleep you'll get. I think sweet is also something that we do consider when it comes to sexual taste-related mm. synonyms. Speaking of, honey. 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 Honey is the next thing on the list. Yep. No. You stopped sleeping with a teddy bear no. long ago. Don't bring a plastic bottle of honey-shaped like one into the bedroom. Upgrade to wildflower honey, such as... Oh, it's an ad. So they're saying... <laughs> don't... So they're no, saying, stop right there. So they're saying like don't bring a plastic bottle of honey into the bedroom, but bring honey into the bedroom. Like, I thought they were on the right track there for I a second. I think it was just an ad and I got sucked in. Here we are. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. But still, it's just like, I like that they start out on this anti-honey stance and then mess it up. Yeah, yeah. Right. So we're totally just roasting the journalistic integrity like, of men's health now. Try this. Tell your partner that after you close your eyes, they are to place a dab of honey somewhere on their body and you can't open your eyes until you've found it with your lips or tongue. Take turns until you can't take it anymore. Ooh. Again. This is like, <laughs> it's great writing. It's just still a terrible premise because it's like, after about five or six licks, I feel like your tongue's just going to get dry and, like, I don't know where the honey's supposed to be, but if someone's just put it on their hip or something, that's... Okay, cool. Like, I... Mm, Amaret? No. I saw no. A, I saw a, I'm just like, no. Everything, I'm like, no. No. Mm. I saw a video on, like, Vice um, during the week and it was, like, this is obviously very different. It's not as vanilla, but it was, like, food play and, like, this... The... The what's it called? The dominant person in the situation put honey on the sub's skin and was like rubbing it back and forward. No, That's if no, someone no, did that no, to me, no, I would no. feel dominated because I would just be like, "Oh, you've made me sticky." Yeah. <laughs> Why? And they were like, "Oh, it feels so great because at the first it's like slippery a little bit, but then it gets sticky and it starts and to hot. pull on your skin and yeah. hot and hot." And I just can't imagine. Oh. I, I I mean, if you do feel pleasure from that, you know, go ham. But mm, mm, if you no, don't want to mm. be sticky. If you don't want to be sticky and you want to be clean and have, you know... not Sex is going to be sticky anyway. Don't... <laughs> yeah, fair. Like, just, like, that's kind of, like, the thing that I'm going... Like, I'm aiming to avoid is, like, I'm going for, like, minimum stickiness at all times. Yeah. I'm just yeah. like, let's not gross each other There's out. There's enough, like, fluids flying around where it's like, I don't want to add this, like, 
adhesive in here. I mean, you may as well like mm. get yeah. some clag. If, if you're going to use something to lick off, yeah. peanut butter is probably your best. Peanut butter. Mm, that might be later on the list. Sticky, <laughs> yeah, it's not sticky. It's nice. It stays where you want it to be, whereas but, honey is just like, oh, and it's gone everywhere. Okay. But did you do you like peanut butter that much? Oh, I hope you're not using like a bajillion tons of it. Like a little mm. bit here or there will do you. Yeah, it's, it, I, I'm hoping you're not putting like a massive tablespoon of peanut butter somewhere on your body and like <laughs> yeah. now lick it five times over. And I'm just yeah. gonna keep doing that. It takes a uh, five minutes to get rid of all this yeah, freaking peanut yeah. butter. He's like, and now we're done. Okay, <laughs> I guess no you'd have to, I'm tired. You'd have Amazing. to use um, smooth peanut butter. I don't know yeah, if crunchy think, peanut butter would fly. Yeah. Yeah, no, smooth. you don't really want to be picking stuff out of someone's teeth while mm. you're sleeping with them. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, nah. Mm-hmm. Next up on the list is sparkling wine. There's just something baller about sharing a bottle of wine in bed, as is, but bubbly makes it even better. The effervescence will tantalise your partner's tongue, alternate between sips and kisses. After a glass or three, ha, cheeky, pour some down their body and then put yourself on clean-up duty. Yay, there's going to be a lot of clean-up after that one, I'm imagining. Especially I was on board. the floors and the sheets and anything else that you've just managed to slosh that all over. Even I'm, I'm just imagining two people like on like some throwaway plastic tablecloth, like <laughs> like, like they've spread like a like drop a sheet over head. their bed. Yeah, um, <laughs> and they're just sitting there with like a bottle of wine. Um, look, I was on board with the sips and kisses up until then, um, and then and then it got poured all over your body, weird. And I'm like, that might look cool in music videos, kids, but yeah. again, I'm gonna be boring <laughs> and say, ah, uh, gross. If if you're gonna be drinking off someone's body, just go straight for the spirits. Like, why would you even <laughs> belly button shots? Do some weak ass. <laughs> I suicide fancy. shots. Let's yeah. go, right in the eye. Um, I will also... A line of Tabasco sauce above the belly button. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, no. I think if you if you are going to go down this route, just don't do it standing up on, like, tiles, yes. because you will slip and fall. Um, safety, safety first. Yeah, be, yeah. Safe sex, be safe. people. Be safe. Safe, safe and, sex. And don't read men's health. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. can honestly say. Is this what the song Champagne Showers is about? Oh, I love that song. <laughs> I am ashamed for you. Oh, I know. It's like a guilty pleasure. I'm sorry. I really like LMFAO. Champagne. Champagne. Oh, goodness. I, I really hope not. That's just uh, so many. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like this is the one that I feel the best about because it doesn't involve an actual, like, very sticky thing. Like, champagnes, probably. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Warmed figs is another one. Uh, this fruit is actually a sheath surrounding about... 1,500 tiny fruits. Oof, there's a fact. Fig um, facts. Fig facts. Oh, is that a segment from now on? <laughs> Which Aaron brings the fig facts next week on Naughty Rude. Oh, no. Which are often thought of as seeds. Sound familiar? I, I don't brackets. understand why it hasn't cut to the chase anyway, yet. Like, <laughs> you need to be about figs first. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like got cooking instructions. It's like it an at-home dinner date. As an at-home dinner date comes to a close, preheat your oven to 350 degrees Fahrenheit. Don't know what that is. Um, oh, Have a few fresh figs lengthwise. Lightly brush them with canola oil. Like, this is a process. <laughs> this is on, already out. I have enough trouble figuring out if I've got a condom around that hasn't <laughs> yeah. expired. Like, come on. That's real. Uh, That's real. Warmed through for about seven minutes, then take the semi-sweet, almost creamy fruits to bed for dessert. Okay.
Okay, this is just... You're just eating it in bed. You're not doing anything sexy with it. Well, like, like figs supposed to be like a sensual kind of like almost an aphrodisiac kind of... They're supposed of, to be an aphrodisiac, yeah. I think. But okay. also... Like, okay, all of this eating in bed is great if you're the kind of person that does laundry every day. But also, like, on top of this, things are expensive. <laughs> I feel like you're failing to capitalise on any sort of, like, sexy stuff as well. Like, if you're like, yeah, we're going to be- go to bed, but in about 20 minutes, because I've got to put some figs on. Um, <laughs> in the, oven. the oven hasn't preheated yet, so it's going to be a little bit... Could you just... Just go to my room. It's so it's just down the corridor, third door on the right. I'll be in with some figs. Yeah, twenty oh, minutes. Gosh. Twenty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Feel free to take a nap. That was a big meal. Fantastic. <laughs> well, are we pretty much done with this one, or you want to do one more? Let's do this last one because this one's this one's got me cringing a bit. Wild sushi. <laughs> no. It's indulgent, luscious, and just the right amount of risky. Oh, you tell them. Place a takeout order for a variety of high-quality sashimi or nigiri, uh, and then share bites in bed. Um, nah, nah, nah. So fish is an aphrodisiac as well, is it not? But the smell of fish is like the last thing that I want to. No, but that's what I was about to say. Be around, yeah. yeah, You know, like because it just—I don't know. Like it's again, we're going back to that like slut shaming and like messages that you receive when you're really young it just like i know i it shouldn't make me worried but it does mm. you know i'm just like is that me i know it's not me but i'm like is that me like don't put fish just, near just me when i'm naked to no. nice easy fruits and berries and dark yeah. chocolate and dark unless chocolate. your whole and thing everything. is eating off your partner in which case just have meals like this that's fine <laughs> just yeah. don't even get just a table save money and use yeah. them as a table yeah as long as they're consenting to that, it's fine. I, yeah, I definitely don't want to shame anyone for which this is, like, their thing. Like, I understand, like, it can't be a regular thing for anyone. But, you know, if this is your thing, let this be your thing. I just think for most people, the cleanup just outweighs the benefits and that doesn't get acknowledged enough. Yeah, for sure. Practicality is big when it comes to yeah. sex in general, really. Being practical. About it, being practical. I'm being a- boring. Yeah, <laughs> being logical. <laughs> That's awful. Uh, being be that logical and boring about your sex. No, just don't put honey. Like, okay, honey's probably the best one because at least it has antibacterial properties. So if you put it near your genitals, it's not going to cause you problems. But yeah. all of these other things are. Like, mm. if you put sushi up your pussy, you're going to have problems later on. Like, and not even like later on in life. Like within the next few days. Yeah. Just probably. be careful, folks. Mm. <laughs> For sure. All right, I think that's about enough of food. Um, I'm a little hungry now, oddly. That's yeah. weird. I don't like that at all. It's not a nice feeling. <laughs> well, let's do um, one more song and get out of here. Yeah, one more song and I'm going to eat. This song is By River by Sampa the Great, and this is Naughty Rude on Sin Nation. Welcome back to Naughty Rude here on Sin Nation. That was By River by Sampa the Great, and we are almost out of time on the show tonight. Thank you for listening. If you've listened live, if you're listening on the podcast, on Omni, iTunes, Spotify and the Sim website, we thank you. Uh, we've got one comment in here before we leave you on our Tumblr from Anonymous. Hi, ladies, listening to you on the way home from Madman Anime Festival. If you could dress up as any characters, what would it be and why? I'll assume that that one was for you guys because I am not a ladies. Understood. Nice. I would probably dress up as Doraemon, who Do- is like a what? Japanese anime cat who I've I've always watched Doraemon like I, I did Japanese in high school and primary school because I'm a total weeb um, and Doraemon was like our 
compulsory cartoon viewing for Japanese classes. So I I still watch Doraemon to this day and don't regret it at all. Awesome that you got to watch cartoons at school I know. as part of a class. Thing. I know. It was like we could have watched something that was a bit more informative, but then again, like, <laughs> I don't know, Doraemon's a nice little commentary on... I mean, we watched it in, in the... I still watch it in the Japanese now, and I'm kind of like, oh, yeah, I sort of know what's going on. <laughs> I've lost a lot of my... my uh, what's it called? Skills? Skills, that's the one. Mm. Uh, uh. <laughs> Help. Help, please. <laughs> Emma, what would you dress up as? Well, first off, props to you. Love the Mad Men Anime Festival. I follow it on Facebook. I don't actually go, but I do follow all the performances and everything, which I love. Um, I would probably, if I didn't just go, because I'm cheap, in a Pokemon onesie of some description. Probably not Pikachu, because I feel a little bit too mainstream. Uh, for my tastes, but I'd either probably do that or I'd dress up as Saber, um, for, who's from um, Fate Zero or Fate Stay Night, yep. uh, if you've seen those anime series, because she kicks ass all day long and looks like I'm sick doing it. And I think that her outfit is really, really cool with the whole like, medieval dress thing mm. going on. And she manages to kick ass in that, which I think is cool. And a massive sword. Who doesn't want to have a massive freaking sword yeah, when they go and they cosplay? Big swords. Massive styrofoam sword. Yeah. Anime is so mainstream now. Yeah, it's sad, isn't it? I was actually looking at um, classes wow. for uni next year for, like, enrollment. Um, and it's, like, anime and manga is, like, a, a class. Ugh. It's just at, here at RMIT. It's just, like, a class that you can take. Like, in, in learning about the cultural context yeah. of it or drawing it? Uh, the context. Oh, amazing. Which like, pop culture cool. studies. It is kind of cool, but it's just very, like, accessible, I've... which is, like, interesting. But also great. Yeah. I, I have so many feelings about that. But we have to go. No, no. Got your feelings. <laughs> oh, oh, dear. That's all right. But it's, so, it's totally cool, because if you want to ask us questions about our feelings, you can send us questions. We'll nice. be back. Nice plug. Well um, it's the com forward slash ask, as that wonderful listener who was listening live just sent us in that one then. It can be done. You can do it. Get them in now, and we'll get to them next week. Thank you so much for listening. You can send us a message on Twitter as well during the week if you want to chat. Um, I'll be posting the podcast next week if you're listening live and you'd like to listen again. Uh, podcast numbers are doing great, so thank you to all of those who are listening and sharing our content Bless, legends. bless your soul. Stay tuned to Sin. Um, and yeah, see you next week. Bye. You can listen to the Naughty Rude Show live 8 to 10 p.m. every Sunday on Sin Nation. So, so, so scandalous.